In a world where sharks make loans and families flee the country to avoid their debtors, one brave shark will cross the ocean to collect what's due. She said it was coming. What do you mean she said it was coming? What do you know about it? Well, she's got the idea in her head that the shark that killed Martin and Sean is following the family. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Exceptionally Bad. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brand. And I'm a Danny. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since we've been together, guys. It's good to be back. Oh, I love this time of year. It's almost uh, 4th of July. have some good memories of uh, summertime and getting in the water. Um, Tonight's movie, or today, this episode, I guess we're recording at night, but... Uh, is uh, Jaws the Revenge, and uh, we'll just get into it a little bit, talk about our, you know, memories of the Jaws franchise, um, what your thoughts are on <laughs> some of the movies that led up to the movie that we'll talk about tonight, um, the, the fourth one in the franchise. Um, anybody want to start us off? Uh, I always like to watch Jaws at 4th of July time because yeah. it's a 4th of July movie. Right. And so it always makes me want to see it every year. Um, you guys have any memories of Jaws? Danny, have you even seen Jaws? So I watched it, I think, once on like TNT when I was a young teen. And it was on a sleepover. And I'm actually pretty sure I fell asleep even. Oh, um, and it wasn't obviously because it was boring. I think I was closing my eyes so much because I was so scared. And then I just eventually fell asleep maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those like TNT. I saw some of it, part of it. But I like it's been a long time. And I don't know if I saw it like beginning to end. Yeah. So it was great to really just see um, Jaws the Revenge like as it was meant to be seen apart from all of the other ones. Okay. The wonderful. pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. I don't know if I can go back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed <laughs> Jaws one. I didn't see until much later in life, honestly, because oh. my parents were sticklers about mm-hmm. bad movies. Um, not bad movies. Exceptionally like, bad or <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> violent, bloody kind of movies. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I didn't see it until I was probably, I don't know, probably close to 16, 17, somewhere in there. And by then, you know, it's the mid-90s. So it lost a little bit of its luster um, for me. So I don't think it was quite as impactful as if I had seen it as a kid, you know, when it came out. Because I would have been like eight or nine or something. So I think it really would have done a number on me. Um, But, yeah, I think it's a good one. Are you talking about the original? The first one. And then the first one come out in the 70s? 1975. Man, you were old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I... All right, so yes, I... So I grew up in a landlocked state. 
I am not a great swimmer. <laughs> so that kind of feeds into seeing Jaws as a little kid. Mm. So having no experience with the ocean. Feeds right? into? but i'm I'm here all week uh but so like that movie frightened me made me frightened of the ocean yeah because i didn't live anywhere near the ocean and so i'm like this is what the ocean is like and so i and so then next time we visited my cousins in california i was like i don't want to go to the beach i don't want (laughs) i don't want to go in the water (laughs) and so yeah i remember the, the i don't remember i don't think i've seen the first jaws and now I've seen this masterpiece, and <laughs> you know, so Jaws kind of scared me as a little kid. And I and I remember when you go to Universal Studios, they had the big Jaws hanging they from it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So for me, um, I loved Jaws when I first saw it, and I don't remember. I was I was young. It was probably in the well. It's possible. Uh, I have a memory of seeing a Jaws movie when I was a child. Uh, I think I've talked about it in one of our episodes before where I was, we were at a drive-in movie theater watching a different movie and I was supposed to be going to sleep while my parents were watching the movie and I was looking out the back window watching what I called the bloody movie and I'm pretty sure it was Jaws 2 based off of the time period. Um, I saw Jaws again, or saw Jaws the first one a little bit later. I was still uh, young, but not... I was probably early teenager. Maybe I was 10, something like that. Um, Jaws to me, and I know we've also talked about this in some other podcasts, other episodes, that um, Jaws, I think, I know for at least me and Bracken, and more so for Bracken, it is among my top favorite movies. Um, Jaws is a movie that I see as, like, masterfully made, like, and um, it holds a soft spot for me because, you know, I wanted to be a movie director my entire young life. And when I first went to college, I took a class on film analysis. So, first of all, everything I ever learned about making movies was from watching, like, uh, the making of Star Wars and whatever making of films mm-hmm. or shows were on TV. That's the only place you could see anything. Um, sometimes... Yeah, I guess that's all there was. You're talking like the made-for-TV, behind-the-scenes Made behind things, okay. right? And like the making of Michael Jackson's Thriller yep. and stuff like that. Right. Those were things that I – that's the only way I knew about making mm-hmm. movies. So when I took this film analysis class, and, and I was so surprised that Jaws was one of the first movies we watched. And I was mm-hmm. like, I love that movie, but come on. That's like a – it's like a uh, – it's not a real – like cinematic film, right? It's mm. just a movie. A popcorn th- horror movie. It's a popcorn, yeah. right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But then as we started to talk about it and talk about the choices that Spielberg made, the uh, lenses that they're using, mm. the storytelling involved with how we don't ever see the shark for so long, you know, and just, and I began to appreciate that movie so much at that point. And so... To me, it's kind of like I see it as my first introduction to, into what actual real filmmaking mm. is and what thought goes into it. Mm. Anyway, so I love the original Jaws. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen the second one other than the time I saw it at the drive-in movie theater out mm. the back with no sound. Um, <laughs> the third one, I think, is a 3D film, Correct. right? And yeah. I, I believe I saw that when I was a teenager on TV. It was not in 3D, but it was, you know, you could 
see all the stupid 3D gags of stuff coming out at yeah. you. And then Jaws 4, uh, The Revenge, I have I saw sometime in my life because as we were watching it, I was recognizing a few of the scenes. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before, but I do not have any memory of it other than like this deja vu feeling as I'm watching it. Right. What about you, I, Well, my first introduction, I feel like I remember seeing Jaws 2 mostly on TV. Uh-huh. And it seemed more scary because I've always felt like Jaws 2 is like a teen slasher movie. Okay. You've got yeah, the yeah. younger kids in their boats, and you kind of relate a little bit more to that as a little kid. Uh-huh. Whereas in the original, you know, I'm not saying it's better, not at right. all, but they're <laughs> older people, right. and you don't necessarily associate yourself as a little kid watching Roy Scheider and, you know, uh, all the adults yeah, in, in that movie. They're oh. very, uh, you know, not as relatable necessarily. But I mean, my, my earliest memories are Jaws 2, and okay. then uh, always watching it on a Saturday afternoon. And, the, you know, this is back in the era when, you know, movies were edited for television. Mm-hmm. So all the gory extras, you know, the complete movie wasn't really there. Yeah. Um, just an edited version. And uh, and then at some point, seeing the original and just being blown away and then just thinking about all the different shots and all the different things, the, you know, the camera at water level yeah. as the people are trying to run out of the water and, push past the camera and just all the little things this you know the original is very you could say very spielbergian but at the same time not spielbergian he he put his heart soul and blood into that movie and and trying to make um a a masterpiece and he he succeeded but in a lot of ways it's not necessarily when you think of jaws you don't necessarily think well that's the ultimate spielberg movie right but it's certainly one of his best movies right Mm -hmm. i think he was saving energy for 1941 (laughs) <laughs> possibly possibly well it certainly launched his career and yes, it uh, did. we are very grateful for that <laughs> he so. did his best to tank it with 1941 <laughs> and it certainly launched a franchise yeah. um, was it his first movie no okay. he, he did a couple other movies before then some tv stuff and he did duel and duel yep. and uh anyway uh but he was only 27 career. when he made it hmm. and uh it created I mean, it started the whole idea of summer blockbusters, hmm. big right. summer movies. Prior to that, that was not a thing, and now we just think about it as a normal thing. You know, That's all the cool. big movies That's are coming out in the summer. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can I mention one other thing before mm-hmm. we get into the no one other kind of? Uh, <laughs> you had your time. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> I yield. So, Danny gave Bracken for his birthday. Oh the, yeah. The Jaws board game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Danny. Danny and Bracken and <laughs> I right. spent. We could have watched Jaws a couple of times in the time it took <laughs> for us to figure out how to yes. and actually play the game. Oh my goodness! And oh, I so think I remember we you have guys that game and we about love this, it. Actually, yeah. if it's I would have known fun. about this, it's I would be fun. like, if you're so really Jaws, if you, I recommend it. If you like me, your favorite episode of Parks and Recreation is the Cones of Dunshire because it's so over-the-top full of rules, you're going to love the Jaws board yeah. game. <laughs> ben, we really did need you there. Like, between you and Bracken, I mean, Nate and I were just like... When the instructions in the, come in the in the box say, look up our YouTube video that explains yeah. how to do this, you know that it's Not overly complex. Yeah. Oh, man. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it was... And we had to cut the game off early because it took so long to figure out. But, I mean, it was fun, but mm-hmm. it was like, man... It took a while. This and I love being the shark in that game. 
Well, I would love to be the shark when you flip the board over for the boat part. Yeah. Because that so heavily favors the shark. Yes, it does. You can <laughs> dive in, so, eat some of the boat, jump back out. Are there so special that. cards to activate, like, genetic tracking and, like, <laughs> family, mock no, water swimming? It is not Jaws the Revenge, the board game. What do you mean, Brad? the extended version. <laughs> we, should, we should come we up should with house it. rules for that game. <laughs> The genetic tracker. I'm implementing the Jake guys. rule. Boom. I throw a tracker on that truck. Watch out for the flashlights. We it's prob- Christmas, baby. <laughs> and if you're the shark, you have the special log card. Right. You can also play the Jamaican holiday. Random Jamaican That's holiday right. card. Oh. All right, guys. I'm playing the crash the plane card. <laughs> So, Jaws comes out in 1975. We'll just do a quick run-through of the franchise, right? Um, Makes a ton of money. Uh Um, Scares people from swimming in the ocean. Uh, They say, you know what? I think we should do another one. I think we could make some movie, some money from another movie. And um, so the producers come back. Uh, Spielberg says what? It's like, 1941. No. So, sorry. Yeah, I got to do 1941. I'm in the middle of making this epic comedy film. (laughs) So, David Brown, Richard Zanuck, they come back. They do a second one. They get Roy Scheider to come back. Um, They don't uh, get... um, Sorry, what's his name? Anyone good. Uh, no, Richard Dreyfus. Thank you. They yeah. don't get Richard Dreyfus back, but they get uh, they get pretty much the remaining cast that didn't get eaten in the first movie. Quinn was like, "Hey, I'll come back." <laughs> Sorry, uh, spoilers. Uh, but so Ellen, uh, yeah. So his wife comes back. Uh, you know, he he really uh, Roy Scheider really didn't want to do a second one, but he was obligated to, and yeah. you know. Sure, made some, mm-hmm. made some money. Um, you know, it was. I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, it's certainly not as great as the first one, but uh, has some wonderful sequences in it. Uh, A.K. A the water skiing scene is pretty exciting, as you remember from the movie poster. Um, by the time the third one comes around, uh, the producers are like, "Hey, we want to let's do a spoof of it yeah. because we've kind of done all that there is." And Universal's like, we hate that idea. Mm-hmm. And so the two, the two, the producers from the original two, they say, fine, we're out of here. Um, and so Universal kind of takes over and does their version. We're going to do 3D. We're going to uh, have the sons of the you know Roy Scheider's character be at a water park. And they kind of do their thing. They get Dennis Quaid in there. And it was still a success, mm-hmm. but it was certainly not up to par with the original two. But I remember Dennis Quaid, did you say? Yes, yeah, Dennis okay. Quaid's in it. I remember watching that on video and thinking, at the time, as a little kid, thinking, oh, this is cool. But I've since watched it later, and I'm like, oh, man, this is a train wreck. We could probably visit <laughs> this <that> franchise <laughs> and go backwards uh, a, a sequel. But it still made money. And so, okay, after that one, it, it, and they did a 3D gimmick, right? Uh they decided, okay, what are we going to do with this? And they thought for a while, and nothing really happened. And uh, I, think that, I think that one came out in 83, and this is 86. This is about three years later. And uh, so, by the way, um, 
the actress who plays Ellen Brody is Lorraine Gary, and she's married to Sid Steinberg, who is uh, an executive at Universal, like Mm -hmm. one of the high, you know, one of the head uh, producers and uh, executives at Universal, really high up person. And they finally get to the point where he's like, you know what? Um, I think from what I read also, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on the year before in 1986 aliens came out Mm -hmm. and a female led horror movie and they're like this was kind of re looked at the horror franchise and they said you know what i think we want to have a female lead this time in jaws and we're going to bring back um, roy shutter's wife and we can get her and we're going to just kind of go with it and how does that make sense why would Mm. the shark go after the wife i don't know we're going to just kind of make it we like know. it's a revenge movie Gosh. and we're going to go with it. And this movie was like greenlit and went into production faster. Like the several people said, I've never seen a movie greenlit and oh, go into production goodness. so quickly. Huh. So they come up with the idea, I think like in September of 86 and they decide, okay, we're going to, pr- we're going to shoot this in like January or February, uh, in the Bahamas. And, uh, <laughs> They're, and then they're gonna, and they were done shooting like by March or April, uh, and you know this is one of those things where they get Michael Caine to come on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know why I don't know. Uh, he was a name, uh, and yeah, because his and, and he easy. obviously wasn't doing it because the script was great because right. the script wasn't really written, but they got him, and um, they just kind of they I from what I I was really surprised even the tagline in this movie. Um, this time it's personal. Mm-hmm. If you remember the tag, was do you remember Aliens tagline? Anybody? Uh, I don't remember. This time it's personal. This time it's war. Oh, it's war. Oh, wow. So the the this Jaws is war. this time it's personal. Right. So they okay, yeah. they kind of go with the female oh. theme, and there's so the more I read, war. I was like, wow, there are really a lot of parallels between Aliens. And but when you watch the movie, you know, there's, there's nothing no to do with Aliens, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think even her hair looks a little bit more like <laughs> like uh, Sigourney Ripley's. Weaver's hair a little yeah. bit in uh, a short. Anyway, I don't know. Hmm. I would <laughs> say once the people read the script, they should have said, it's game over, man. <laughs> game over. That's right. Uh, so they they nice. got into production super fast. Uh, Michael Caine, he, he got paid well. Uh, he, you know, this was the same year that he got nominated for Oscar uh, for Hannah and Her Sisters. Right. And he he was supposed to go to the Oscars, but they only needed him for like eight days to shoot this movie. And it <laughs> cool. and because the schedule was so tight, it was the same week as the Oscars. Yeah. He missed, he won the Oscar and he missed oh. going and accepting it because, because he was stuck this masterpiece. doing this movie. I 100% <laughs> support his decision. <laughs> Four months in the Bahamas versus one night. Oh, he gets gosh. the award either way. So yeah. he does. Yeah, I think that was his one, his one win, though. But um, So far. <laughs> this, this was a, you know, a big, notorious, like, wow. what were you doing? You know, right. People would ask him later, what were you doing? And deciding to do you know, Jaws the Revenge. And how, why didn't you know? And he you know, afterwards said, you know, I realized at that point I would, would not ever do that anymore. He was always right. of the mindset of... Hey, I'm an actor. You know, if someone comes to me and asks me to do a job, I I should 
you know, it's work. I right. Should, I should accept mm-hmm. it. I should be grateful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after the, he did this movie and this happened, he was much more. He developed I, healthy boundaries. Yes. Yeah. He decided I needed <laughs> to um, only, I could, I should be a little bit more selective, mm-hmm. so yeah. to speak. Well, I mean, he does have that great quote, though, about about it. What did he say? It's the, he said, uh, when uh, people ask him about the movie, he answered, I've never seen it, but by all by all accounts, it's terrible. However, I have seen the house that it built, and it's terrific. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sounds yeah. great. He also said, "What an Oscar! Built a house and had a great holiday. Not bad for a flop." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much was he paid? One point five million for seven days' work in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice. Pretty nice gig. What is that? Two hundred thousand a day? Yeah. Holy crap. Well, you know, math when in <laughs> relation to this movie, math it's you know helps. Yeah, it's all yeah. relative. <laughs> so they shot this pretty quick. Does anyone want to give like a synopsis of the story? I, I can do it very quickly. Okay, great. All right. So if there's, if there's not any booms, <laughs> your, your son. So let's hopefully you can take after Xander. Boom. Right. Cut scene. All right. Guess what? Uh, We're going. So to. first of all, but, yeah. Before before I get into that, I want to do a quick. Uh, kind of uh, overview of what happens in the first three films to the shark. Okay. At the end of the first movie, the shark dies. <laughs> at the how, end... how, should we say how he dies? Yeah, sure. Um, he dies by... Of old age. <laughs> <laughs> Broken heart. <laughs> so he dies. He's killed by uh, Brody, Sheriff Brody. Basically, he's got a... Uh, what do you call it? An oxygen tank yeah. uh-huh. uh, in his mouth. Scuba tank. A scuba, a scuba tank, tank yeah. and Brody shoots it with a bullet, and boom. Blows There's the a big explosion. Off. Blows the whole front half of the shark off. Way to get the boom in there. Yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Second movie. Uh, the shark dies, but I don't know how he dies. Yeah, so there is a big electric line that gets pulled right. up, and the shark... Uh, Brody is banging on it with an oar and making sonic sounds, yeah. and so the... the the shark is drawn to it, and it comes up, and he bites it. And this okay. was after it was burned in a, in a previous incident in the movie, so it's already burned okay. on the side. But then it gets electrocuted does by, it blow by up? biting the electric. Uh, it does not. Okay, it just it catches it just, fire. Okay, though. but uh, good thing it, it's in the water. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely dead. It's okay. not like it got shocked and then right like you know fell Did asleep. They eat or it. <laughs> and to be clear, the shark in the second movie is not the same as the shark in the first movie. Correct. Right. Right. A completely different shark. They're both great cousin whites. Vinny. Third, <laughs> third movie, yet a third shark. And at the end, it dies. I really don't even remember. Oh, I do remember it, how well, it dies. Explosively. explosively. Yes, explosively. There is a... Uh, There's giblets uh, everywhere. What's it yes. called? Where it you pull the pin out of... Uh, a, grenade? a grenade. A grenade. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr., yeah, throws a yeah. grenade in it or a let hat. Let's go in it. So, uh, in the third movie, the Brodies that are involved are the sons, who are older now. Correct, right. Sean and Mike. Yeah. Okay, so then we get to this movie, the fourth movie, and um, what happens is it opens with the youngest son, who is now an adult, getting eaten by a shark off the coast of. Uh, Amity yeah. Island. So, but I'm sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you. Just to be clear, so this is actually like a is it retcon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This is this is skips over number three because okay. 
the characters are different actors yeah, different and they characters. actually have different careers right uh and different professions and they it's like the writers didn't even watch the third one right okay so just be clear that the, the, they went back movie. to the original casting <laughs> yeah uh from you know the mom in number two so right. just they skipped over number three completely so sean the youngest boy who is a cop gets eaten by a shark uh on like before christmas uh off the coast of amity island um, the mother realizes that the shark is out to eat the family, and she, her, their older son Michael, uh, flies out, you know, for the funeral and everything. And he convinces her to come down to the Bahamas because, as he says, there are no great white sharks in warm water in the Bahamas. Uh, Even though that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. We've all. Hey, he's a marine biologist. They didn't have Shark Week yeah. back actually, then, so <laughs> not the whole world didn't actually know. actually more likely to be in warm water than right. cold water. Yeah. Yeah. He Just, is. Okay, uh, he is. He doesn't quite have his PhD yet, so he hasn't learned that yet. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. And so cut him a little. And slack. he's studying snails. Right. Um, so <laughs> or, or collecting them. Yeah. So they fly down to the Bahamas, where he is working on his. Um, his PhD in um, marine biology. Snailology. Yeah, snailology. <laughs> well, yeah. he puts those sea trackers snails. that are about like 30% the size of the snail. That's right. The snail. <laughs> um, they are there, and she keeps having like nightmares that the shark is coming to get them. And then sure enough, the shark attacks them. The shark has uh, traveled the 1,200 miles or whatever from Amity Island all the way down to the Bahamas uh, in a day. And attacks their – tries to kill – Michael. Um, and of course, the mother knows that this is happening because she can sense the disturbance in the force. Mm -hmm. And then she falls in love with Michael Caine. And the shark or the. The, the drug. <laughs> the, the, my, my cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> my cocaine. And then uh, she finds out that the shark was there because she didn't, she didn't know that the shark was there. But when the shark tries to eat her granddaughter, then she's like, okay, I've had enough. And she steals a boat and goes out into the middle of the ocean by herself, forcing everyone to crash land their airplane to rescue her. And then they have this face-off with the shark where they make the shark eat a flashlight, a strobing light. Mm -hmm. And uh, that makes it go crazy. And it does like a flipper thing where it's like going... Ee -ee 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 and dancing across the top of the water. But it was making like some sort of like lion oh, growl. Yeah, it was growling like Godzilla or, or something. And she turns her boat into the shark and pops it <laughs> like a balloon because it explodes when the front, uh, I don't even know what you call that thing, the big mast that sticks straight out the front of the... It's, it's, the, it's called the explododrome. The explode. Okay. It's yeah. called the battering ram. The battering ram. When it hits the shark, the shark explodes. And uh, they and the win. Boat so the well. the whole premise the, is yeah. that this shark is seeking out their family to get revenge. Uh, this shark that, I mean, it must be related to the first two sharks at least, right? Because what is it trying to get revenge for? <laughs> it, well, it, they they all work for the same chick to cash company. They're just <laughs> yeah. trying yeah, to close right. out they're, of debt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we figured out he was either trying to get in touch with them about their car warranty. Right. Or he they he was a loan shark, but I guess we can discuss our conspiracy our theories. theories after a short break. Oh yeah. 
So do you think that the when they put the strobing flashlight in the shark, if the heartbeat monitor thing was still working, it'd be going... Wait for the beat drop. I really appreciated that synopsis, Ben. But I kept fighting the, the, the urge to ask why. Like every time you would say a sentence, I kept thinking, why? That is the theme it, of the movie. It just doesn't explain, like, why does she know that it's personal? Why yeah, is she going to the Bahamas? So, do you, do you know those? Do you remember those choose your own fate books as a kid? Yeah, yeah. And uh, inevitably, you pick the wrong thing. You're like, ah, crap. And you go back you to where over, it was and you right. make a different choice. This is like if they took the Jaws story and picked every single worst timeline and then just kept going, right? They're like, oh, I died. Okay, we'll just keep going. Oh, I died again. Okay, we'll just keep going. Yeah, for sure. So that's really the synopsis. I mean, they go down to the Bahamas. There's some incidents with the shark, mm-hmm. but there is there really any story? There like, is no story there's nothing, there. There's nothing of mem- anything memorable. I mean, the thing is, there, there is more story between her and Michael Caine um, than there is in relation to the shark at all. And there's barely anything between her and I Michael they, Caine. They, they well, took the most interesting part of his character and cut it from the film. Because <laughs> isn't isn't he wasn't he originally like a drug smuggler? A drug smuggler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that would have at least made his character interesting. Yeah. He's just a friendly pilot. I would have loved to see them kill whatever Jaws four, whatever the junior, 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 with just like a kilo of just like high grade cocaine. <laughs> he just like throws it down the thing. Its eyes get huge, and then it just explodes. <laughs> and it swims really fast. Right? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Swims all the hey, way back to Amity. Let's let's talk about that speed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so here Go I'll ahead, explain the, the mechanism. So they uh, Michael and was it Jared? Jake. No, Jake. 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 Um, they are out doing their studies right out in the ocean. Jake is yeah. like his partner. In, his partner. Yeah. Yeah. His co- in PhD and co-author of their report. Yeah. Of the snail report. Anyways, yeah. they're out there and uh, Jake is underwater when the shark comes. Right. And so they're freaking out. Jake has this great idea, like, holy crap, you know, uh, sharks should not be should, out yeah. here, right? These great whites should not be out here. This We definitely need to do kind of a sub, you know, write-up on this, right? He comes up with a bright idea to put a sonogram kind it's of a tracking tracker. device. Anyways, yeah. it can hear the shark's heartbeat somehow by being shot into its gills. Yeah. And so you kind of hear this boom, 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 boom. So they're, I mean, it's not a terrible idea to use kind of a... Whatever those they tag it with sonogram. Some... No, what's what's the underwater oscilloscope? Well, oh sonar. sonar. It's not sonar, but it's like yeah, yeah. the aquascope or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, so his idea is to track that, and so they kind of have directional where it is and all that, yeah. right? So he states it's got a three mile range, and so Michael, you know, they they kind of get out of the water. <laughs> they kind of come to terms with okay, there's a shark. We can track it. You'll be safe. I'll give you a warning. You'll have three miles. Michael's in the water. And, you know, they're joking that the scope's clean and, oh, the shark's coming for you. Five seconds later, you hear, doom, 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 doom. Jake freaks out, looks at the thing. He's like, all right, whatever. And like, no, he tells him, he's like, oh, it's time to get out. He's coming. Get out. So rightfully, I thought he was going to like dilly dally. Like, right. I've got three miles. I'll be fine. No, right. he did the smart thing. He immediately starts getting into his little yellow, you know, submarine. yellow submarine. And literally like six seconds later, the shark is right up on him. <laughs> Like bumping up against the submarine, and Ben, you did the math. I did so the math? Yeah. You, 
tell us. So if know, it traveled three miles in five seconds, that's 0.6 miles per second. It's like 2,100 miles per hour. So Mach 3. That's like Maverick and Goose level <laughs> <laughs> navigation of the ocean. So if the shark was inverted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Can you tell we've seen Top Gun recently? (laughs) Yes, uh, this shark is super fast. And yet, when we see the shark swimming, how fast is it moving? Oh, man. Let's let's talk about this for a little bit. I feel like the the shark could be lapped by someone in a walker. (laughs) We were joking that, okay, maybe it did do that sprint and it was so tired. It had to kind of slow up a little bit because it was not moving fast. I mean, sometimes it wasn't even moving at all. It was moving up and down and that's all. It was not moving forward. It wasn't moving in some spots. I was like, oh, the the swimmer's actually going to get away from it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the shark just ate a plane, <laughs> so it's probably pretty full. Some yeah. indigestion, yeah. yeah, and part of a dock. Yeah, yeah he ate yeah. part of the boat. Yeah, that well, boat. he can also he transform into a log. That's I right. mean, well, this it, shark can do a lot of things. And the shark had lost a lot of blood because it had been bleading. Because right? it bit the dock, and so yeah. 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 there's some weird. scenes where has no like people are things. actually hurt. <laughs> Except for the shark, and there's so there's blood in the water, and we were just explaining yeah. when we watched it why there would be blood in the water when no one was. He, it was he only bites chomping into wood. Yeah. yeah. So can we can we talk about some of the sharks like superpowers? Like, yeah. I mean, we gave Supergirl a ton of crap. I mean, it's a fantastical plot, right? Yeah. Where super people have superpowers. So. Already, the shark we we mentioned has genetic tracking, mm. right? So somehow it can tell that you are related to the Brody family. To, yeah. but it's also got like weird genetic well, memory because I obviously this shark was not around for those other shark murders. It's super bitter or vengeful. I mean, it's it's not the shark that was killed, right? And yeah. So it's obviously mad at the Brodies for something, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Well, maybe, we never know. Like, so some mad fish scientist could have taken that shark's brain and put it in a new shark body. I mean, there's so... So this is pre-23andMe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so this, this shark... So it keeps targeting their family. Yeah. And there's not... There's... there's At no point is there blood in the water right. at any point. So, like, this shark, you know... I think Discovery Channel on Shark Week, they just yeah. this whole, and I think Mark Grober maybe Mark, did this yeah. too. Like, shark cannot smell a drop of water within a mile of ocean. Drop right. of blood. Or drop of blood. And somehow this shark senses that this family, who has never been in the ocean, is drawing out the one son, kills him. Gets, obviously, I, I don't know if that gives him the sense to be able to detect them elsewhere as they in, fly over the ocean as they fly over the ocean yeah it's not even like they took a boat yeah, right yeah. They, they flew yeah. and generally generationally so it even detected the, <laughs> the daughter of so like the granddaughter <laughs> of the original one right <laughs> so it's got amazing uh, I, maybe it's just an incredible pi like <laughs> if anybody out there, if you suspect any kind of cheating in your family, one nine hundred Jaws yeah. the Revenge. Um, we'll get this yeah. aquatic. PI. I think there's some. There was here. It is. 
There is something to do with the force here, though. So yeah, I think there is. the shark and the woman, I mean, she obviously yeah. senses his presence. And so I think there's a, a whole Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> no, we Darth Vader. We can't be using these sorts of terms. We don't want to get sued uh, by Disney. So force <laughs> sense going several on, Several right? scenes where there's the shark out in the water, I don't know, not really attacking people, but it's no. coming. You see the fin coming up, and she doesn't know it's round. And yet we cut away, and there's uh, Ellen Brody. She's in the middle of a and, festival. And she starts looks away, and she starts to look out at the water and start to think, like, I can sense that the shark's nearby. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like when like Obi-Wan she, feels the disturbance. When Alderaan gets the, when destroyed. Alderaan, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or what's the lady That's from Poltergeist? Like. You know? Yeah. She's, it's, Carol Ann? Not, no, the little woman. Tangina. Tangina. Yeah. Yeah, she, can, she has a, a sixth sense. Yeah. It. I, well, I, yeah. So we so we <laughs> had a couple of theories that the shark it was part of you know like a shock family, and so <laughs> you know so he's just been he's just a hired hitman mm. out to collect the Brodies owed him money, mm-hmm. and they didn't have it to pay, so he called in some favors, got his friend the log to help him out, mm-hmm. to send a message with. <laughs> What's the, it's the Eddie brother? the Log. Sean? Yeah. Sean's yeah. the first is the right. brother that gets killed. Mm-hmm. And so they got an informant, you know, maybe like the somebody at the airport or something. And so he gets sent down there. And so he's just trying to do his job, right? Like he's just out. It's like, look, look, you owe us some money. I'm a boss some money. Like, let's just let's just get this taken care of. And they they just you know, they're deadbeats. The brothers are deadbeats. <laughs> really? And yeah. so they're like, Look, man, we don't got your money. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your boat." And he's a repo shark. <laughs> he's like, "Look, I, I I'll I'll call the sheriff if I need to." You know, so he has like a warning bite of the boat, and then he's like, "Look, man, I could get some I could get some scrap, you know, for this uh, this submarine. Like I could just take it to the junkyard." So uh, I, I thought the shark was kind of the victim in this, and so not only. Not only does he get blowed up, like they get away. Like, what's going to happen now? Like, you know, maybe the, we talked about maybe they, the Brodies, are part of like the lobster, the lobster right? clan, the lobster <laughs> clan. So, I mean, that we we talked during the movie that we're normally making up some sort of serial killer theme, but here we're like that come up with a much more mild right. reason for everything that's happening. The shark has no motivation. It's nope. the dumbest thing. Well, it's also an animal. That's the and yeah, it, it's doing overly complex things. Like the whole t- the way that it kills Sean at the beginning. Like we talked about it when we first saw that. It's like so. What happens is Sean, the sheriff, on like Christmas Eve or something, is with called Car- with carolers singing in the background. Yeah, yes. carolers singing in the background. He's called to go. Oh yeah, he's called to go clear out this log that's connected to a buoy. Yeah. out in the harbor. And he's like, oh, send the other person. They're like, they can't. They're sick or whatever it was, right? So it would have been the other guy's job, right? Not the part his. They don't, the, the part that, that they don't show you that's implied is the shark's like, I'm calling in sick today. That's right. <laughs> and they'd be like, all right, Jimmy, we'll have Sean do it. Sean's the time. only one who can do it, even though it wouldn't normally be his job. So mm. then Sean goes out there. So the, what they cut for time was the shark handing over a lot of cash to the other guy. <laughs> to with the other fan. guy, right? <laughs> all you got to do is call in sick. That's all you got to do. Call in sick. This twenty dodge is yours. <laughs> so he goes and gets the log, and then the shark jumps up and 
bites off his arm, <laughs> and then, right? And, and then, then pulls him in the water, and then pulls him in the water. But the but the log remains. Mm. I mean, come on! Even if the shark was some mastermind, he didn't know that Sean was going to be the one out there to do it, right? So, how the heck did that happen? Well, it's kind of like things keep falling in place for the Joker in, right. in The Dark Knight. Mm. He's like it's like the Joker of sharks, maybe. You know, he's just... But, uh, he, it's yeah. It's all plotted out. Right. <laughs> so, well, so a little inside baseball hers. We started this movie the other day, and some things came up. We had to finish it today. But, we so... We finished right when they get to, to the Bahamas. The Bahamas. Yeah. I was going to say Jamaica, but I knew that was wrong. So you don't see the shark when he kills Sean. Right. And yeah. I, you're thinking, oh, we're never going to see the shark. Right. Um, and then I kept thinking, like, it would have some, been so much better if we never saw the shark. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, the whole idea... Is it supposed to be like a psychological thriller? Like, why is a shark after us? Right. I, I would have given this movie high marks if at some point Michael had woken up laying next to like a halibut's head or something. Right. <laughs> Just a bloody swordfish laying in his bed. <laughs> Send them a message. Yeah. There's so Little Mermaid, we talked yeah. about Little Mermaid. Uh that well, that's one of its other skills. Comes about yeah. in nineteen eighty nine. This this movie came out in nineteen eighty seven. Um there are some serious uh, uh, coincidences going on. I'm just going to put it that way with some of the sequences in the little mermaid with Ariel and a shark and this movie and Michael and the shark. Um, anybody want to talk about what we saw? I mean, so when, so when Michael first encounters the shark, um, he, hops out of the the shark just starts mauling the little fiberglass submarine he gets the bright idea to jump out and just free swim in the open ocean with no place to hide you find out after a few seconds that he's swimming towards this kind of abandoned boat a second boat yeah and uh it's very similar to the little mermaid when the shark shows up and they just beeline it for the you know the galleon or whatever is sunk in there so he gets in and you see him swimming through the ship, trying to avoid the shark. Um, at, at any given point, you expect Flounder and Ariel to like pop right. up, you know, wielding forks or something. We're like, where's Sebastian? Right. The shark does ultimately. I I have no idea how the shark does this because Michael has to like squeeze in a door. Right. He can this barely massive get with his shark gear. manages to get inside the belly of this metal <laughs> ship and is chasing him down very slowly. Yeah stealthily yeah Mm -hmm. michael escapes through an upper deck similar again to the little mermaid the shark continues to follow him he narrowly squeezes out a door um as the shark also it chases after him just like the little mermaid you know just kind of like snaps its jaw right as they escape and then uh (laughs) you know he uses his oxygen tank to do a right. rapid ascent kind of thing yes. and rock it out of the water like did you notice like i almost expected him to flip his beautiful red hair behind him <laughs> right. you know, in slow motion but fortunately it didn't happen yeah you did have jake talking to him in his jamaican accent that's true yeah <laughs> sebastian uh, yeah mean. sebastian right ariel it was, it was amazing he didn't get the bends i know yeah, yeah. it kind of was a uncanny how similar it is though yeah. like we were making I fun want of something, it and then yeah 
it was following. Well, like, there's got to be a connection. It was so They close. defeat the shark the same way they defeat Ursula. Yeah. 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 There was even, like, what's it, Flotsam and Jetsam? The, yeah, there's the, the more eel. Yeah, yeah. That freaks him out. It was uncanny. There is something. And, I mean, certain shots where you, you know, you've got, like, a skylight in the mm-hmm. boat, and there's the sunlight coming through, and then the 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 shark going over the, the light. It was yeah. just right out of uh, Little Mermaid. It was crazy. Totally. Uh, the version we saw uh, was a little bit different uh, than the original. They actually reshot the ending. Um, we watched the the European version. Did we see the reshot version or the? We saw the reshot version. Okay. Um, I, this is not the original that I remember seeing on the VHS that came out in the United States back shortly after it came out. But um, Mario Van Peebles' character uh, dies in the original mm-hmm. U.S. version. The European version, they bring him back, and he was only injured, and uh, the. Took me a flesh wound. I got yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we can get into the like... cast a little bit, but I'll just, I'll just kind of, kind of circle on the ending real quick uh, to kind of make it short and and sweet. Uh, and then the, in the original, the the mast, it is more like an Ursula moment where it kind of uh, stabs the shark. The shark comes up out of the water. The mast kind of goes into the shark. Okay, and you kind of, and, it's, it? and you kind of see the whole thing, and it's very like long, out, you know, wide shot of it happening. And in this one, it was kind of more of a montage, and you see the the mask going into you know part of a, a shark, <laughs> and then it kind of exploded, and then the, the, and the ship exploded, yeah, too. So that was for whatever reason weird. And the then ship everyone didn't was actually in the water. explode. They were just like they fell off the ship, and then ne- all there is is like flotsam and jetsam. Yeah. <laughs> not not the was, not the eels. Not the eels, but actual like boat so pieces. In the original, does the boat also explode? No. Or they doesn't. just har- kind of harpoon the shark on the end of the they boat? They kind of harp- yeah, harpoon it at the at at the end of the boat, and, and then they bring it into port. And they they could have. Like, yeah. I don't remember if they did or not, but they very well could have if they. And there's even like celebrating, and yeah, it's kind of crazy. And they hung it up on a spike in front of their house. So that all the other sharks know not to mess with them ever again. They, they hung yes. it on the art installation. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that um, completely unnecessary. Well, it gives uh, his wife a, a reason to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, that's all yeah. Michael's wife is, is doing the artist. She does terrible art and it continually Dangerous. tries to seduce him. Yeah, <laughs> flings, that's it. flings her yep. underwear at him one time yeah. and yeah, and threatens him with a torch. Right. Yeah. And then things really heat up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about the cast at all? I mean, we talked about Michael Caine. We talked about Lorraine Gary. Um, I mean. So Lance Guest is Mike, Michael Brody. Loved him as the last Starfighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's also from Halloween, too. I skipped one and two and went straight to three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Season of the Witch, right? Uh, really good one. Yes. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> oh my Everyone knows who Mario Van Peoples is, but have you seen him? What do you know him from? I mean, I feel like he was super popular in the 90s. Uh, from... What was he in? I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> what did you see him in? Though? Highlander, The Final Dimension? I. <laughs> 
No, not that. <laughs> I mean, I remember look. him making an appearance like on the original Cosby show, but mm. that so, was like a cameo walk-on, you so know, before you, he was well-known. Sorry, you've got you've got this movie or show listed that says badass, so it's like a snake show? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's badass with like eight S's. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it was the original name for Snakes on the Plane. <laughs> badass. <laughs> I, I don't know. He he certainly. I, I mean, I know him from huh. yeah, the '80s and Tracy '90s. But Woods. anyway, uh, yeah. Something I was wondering about through it. Speaking of casting, is the shark? Is it at all? Is it? Did they make a new model? Is it, is its own model for the show? Did they reuse it from any of the other movies? Are you saying that wasn't a so real shark? So my understanding is they they made three sharks for the original one uh, yep. for different sh- different angles, okay. and I think what they, you know, whichever one survived the shooting, they actually took back to Universal Lot. I don't even know if it's the original one that's on the Universal Lot, but uh, they did create a new one for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, same DNA as the original one. Uh, so that's how it knew. It's. Mm-hmm. It was highly trained. It was very slow. All I can, you know, that's all I really know is. How did they the operate one, it? Remember the second one being burnt. It was black ops. Yeah. So the first one broke down a lot. Notoriously, that was that was part of the reason why it wasn't in the movie as yeah. much because it, it was, was like hydraulically driven because it was right. in yeah. so much and they therapy were doing it because it <laughs> kept breaking down. <laughs> yeah, breaking down. Right? I just can't hurt people so anymore. So this one, I, I can tell you, is not the same as the first one. No, <laughs> like. This one was made out of foam rubber and didn't even look like, like yeah. it's even it, even, even its look mouth right. didn't look yeah. all that threatening because the mouth eyes, looked like it was foam as well. Yeah, yeah. its well, eyes were not even like <laughs> didn't look right. It was they were lifeless. Just, it didn't look that big yeah. compared to the yeah, first one. Little short fins. Well, it can eat a lady right off an inflatable <laughs> tube thing. Yes. Well, Plucker half right of off. a lady, <laughs> right? <laughs> and no one, no one cares as long as the kids got out of the water, right? <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> there is a story about the little girl actress oh, in this movie. Maybe tragic. I want to share. Yeah, it's really sad. So the the child actress Judith Barcy um, was packing to go to the Bahamas to shoot this movie when her father put a knife to her throat, Ooh. threatening to kill her and her mother if they didn't return to him from the shoot and it says when they traveled to visit family afterwards he called judith and rem- reminded her of, of his threat and judith and mom quickly returned home and about 15 months later judith and her mother would be murdered by her father who then killed himself and she was only 10 so super tragic story something out of like a poltergeist curse or something yeah. but she was really cute in the movie mm-hmm. have yep. to say yeah. i mean Man, way to bring down the podcast. I, guess. I, just, <laughs> I thought it was an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't really hear about yeah. um, things that are that tragic often with with um, a Jaws movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, any other <laughs> thoughts on the cast or uh, moments that stood out to you? You brought us down a whole octave. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe we should cut that out. I'll, of the, uh, I'll, well, I actually have a question um, for you guys uh, with the whole Michael Caine thing. How he was just—is this one of his 
paid for my house movies that he was in a number of movies that maybe weren't great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in recent years, you've seen say like Bruce Willis mm-hmm. doing the same sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, so the whole Bruce Willis thing is like, I think in 2021 or 2020 or something like he had some like 15 movies. Yeah. Or maybe the yeah. Nicolas Cage thing, you yeah. know, yeah. It's, it happens to a lot of actors. Right? So, so on the one hand you're like, well, oh cool. There's a movie with, uh, Michael Caine and he was in this one a lot, but like, here's a movie with Bruce Willis and he's in it for like five minutes, right. nine minutes. Uh, he's on the poster and that's about his contribution. Yeah. And so I just remember being like, oh man, and watching like a, some movie critics talking all about that and how they're kind of garbage movies. Like this was a garbage movie. Uh-huh. Right. But then my attitude shifted a little bit when I found out that he has aphasia. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, he was probably just like, look, I'll... Bank my bank on my name while I can. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you already mentioned Michael Caine's th- his whole philosophy was like, "Hey, if I'm offered work, I should be grateful and I should right. take it." Right. Um, so, I guess that was a question I had. What do you guys think about when actors do that sort of thing, where it's just like, "Hey, I I got a little bit of fame, so I'm just gonna star in some stinkers and I mm. make a little cheddar." I think there's probably also a little bit of component where they. I, I see this happening with sequels, right? So we saw the th- same thing with Winona Ryder with Alien. Yeah. And she was just like, I'm just excited to be associated with a franchise, right? right? Like, It'll be fun. So I'm sure yeah, like, it's some, of it's of a, some of it's a paycheck and some yeah. of it's like, I've been a I fan. got to be in a Jaws movie. Right. Like, that yeah. seems super cool. You know, like, I don't know. It just seems... Or, or they're working with someone that they... A you, friend, yeah, right? Right. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, now you, you've got cinematic universes, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I saw a stat today that I think uh, each Marvel film since the cinematic, since Disney bought Marvel and this mm-hmm. whole uh, rollout with is it Feige, is it Feige, Feige, Feige yeah. um, that the, the they av- if you just took the total money they've made after the cost of the acquisition, the cost yeah. of making them, it was like twenty nine billion. So yeah, yeah, it's so. like the. Each one, if you average it across all the films, it's like $900 million. Right. And so it's like, oh, that's the way to go Yes, is cinematic universes. Yeah. And so I think just the actors moving into, like, well, i got to be part of this cinematic universe. Right. Mm. And so I, that's that when you mentioned the sequels, it's like, yeah, I think that they're probably trying to move in on, mm-hmm. like, i got to get in, in on the cinematic yeah. universe. I mean, maybe now. That wasn't even a thing back then. So, I mean, maybe Jaws, maybe Star Wars, but, like... In, I don't know. It didn't seem like that was such a huge, like, guaranteed payoff in the future right. back then. So I was talking with my wife about this the other day. Um, first of all, if we think about it, uh, I mean, the actors, they have to act in order to get a paycheck, right? Um, it used to be that when somebody's career, you could tell if somebody's career was kind of going downhill because they'd start showing up in commercials. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they're you know they need they need the paycheck, right? Nowadays, you get so many big stars who are currently big stars in commercials that it's not the same thing, right? Now it's when they get a YouTube channel, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> or when they show up on Dancing with the Stars. Show up on, or, uh, yeah, one time it was well. Now they're doing TV, yeah, right. They yeah. used to do movies only, but that doesn't even. But now now TV's nothing. depending TV's on what the huge. the show is. Yeah. it's it can be very. Very huge uh, and lucrative. Yeah, lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 
I personally like. I think it's funny when we see people like Bruce Willis and uh, Nick Cage doing those kind of things. Just terrible movies. And uh, but I my attitude has changed from it. Like at one time, I was very much like, "Oh my gosh, they're they must feel they're getting old or whatever," you know, just trying to get whatever. And now I'm just like, "Hey, they just want to work and." You know, they're doing easy work for easy money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's worse when we see some actors who uh, seem to be choosy about what they are in and they keep choosing poorly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like um, Halle Berry is an example of that. She won an Oscar, Best Actress, and then, I mean, she just keeps choosing horrible roles in horrible movies. Or maybe mm. she's only offered horrible stuff. Or maybe that's what it true. is, right? It it, that's that, true. Right? We don't know what they're actually offered. Yeah. That's true. I mean, yeah. But it's just like, come on, she's an Oscar winner. Why has she got such horrible roles like it, Moonfall? It's really hard to... It's really hard to... <laughs> it's, not talk about that it's easy to cast judgment, but it's really... We don't know that's what's true. going on with each person's career and who's what's being offered to what and yeah. who and... You know, and I always like the attitude of, you know, it's their career. Uh-huh. Let them do what they want to do with their career. That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, and they're also employing lots of uh, crew mm-hmm. and filmmakers in the process. So, you know, well, they it do keeps say, us in business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do say, you know, like, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your That's life. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I could speak, <laughs> I'm not an actor. I will say this out front, <laughs> but it's somebody at work. They were doing like a little indie film. Uh-huh. And so they were like, hey, we're looking for somebody about your size <laughs> to be a silent murderer. And I was like, I don't even care. I'm in. Yes, totally. <laughs> so ultimately it didn't work out. Like, oh, but like, I was so excited. Awesome. I was like, this is how it happens. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm inceptioning myself. I'm gonna, right. We're going to watch like, your movie on but, the podcast. Like, honestly, like, I like, we rip on these stupid movies, but honestly, yeah. when when they when told me it. like they told me like two sentences worth of this movie, and yeah. I was like, I am a hundred percent in. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm on board. I will pay for my own ticket to get there, right. and even like hotel fees. Like yes. I will do all of that. I just want to be in your stupid movie. <laughs> so like on that one thing, I was like, yeah. okay, I gotta cut some of these actors and actresses a little bit of slack because yeah. like. There is something fun and enticing about even just the opportunity of doing it. Right. And it was like, I wasn't even looking for it. Like, I wasn't like a starving actor or anything right, like that. Yeah. It was just, it randomly came up and I was like, oh my that God, I'm fun. totally going to do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, it's like you watch those Hallmark Christmas movies, uh-huh. which I love. They're terrible, but I love <laughs> I them at mm-hmm. Christmas time um, because you can honestly you can turn one on. And then you have to leave, and you come back, and you just turn whatever one's on, and it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. you pick up where you. Left <laughs> but it's off. like those those actors in those movies, like, hey, they're they're getting they're, you know, honing their craft. Mm-hmm. They're doing they're doing their their. Somebody's got to do it. Well, they they yeah. got work. It's it's making everybody's making money on it because they right. keep making them. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, I I can't see it as a bad thing. And like Brant was saying, like if I got offered or small role in something like that like, yeah absolutely so, speaking of that so the, you know they're they're on this island in the bahamas but everybody kind of sounds like jamaican so right. i'm not sure what the deal was there but do you think the people like the extras and the people in the background like tell people like excited like hey man i was in jaws 4 <laughs> or do you think they're like 
hey, wasn't Jaws 4 here? We're like, we don't speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do you think they land on the site? I'm sure, I'm sure they just sourced a bunch of local people, right? Jaws 4 is Bruno. <laughs> I'm sure when they're in the Bahamas, they're not thinking about Jaws. That's right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, what if they're traveling? They're like, hey, do great whites come in? <laughs> well, I don't think that... I don't think they were told that they were filming anything. That's true. Right? Sometimes it felt like oh, that's true. They were... Those little girls yeah. on the dock, they they pull the granddaughter away from the water because they're out swinging on a swing by the dock. Yeah. yeah. They pull her away and she's like, oh, let me go. I want to go. Meanwhile, these local girls are sitting there and they're, the look on their face is like, what are they doing to that little white girl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, were those girls supposed to be Jake's kids? I don't know. I don't think so. Because they were also on the. Did we see them later? Inflatable boat. The, or the, oh, were they? Tube. Yeah, they were. Oh. Yeah, she went out with them because, like, the mom was like, "Oh, yeah, go maybe with they were Jake's kids." Whatever those girls' names are, they were a family of shark hunters. Yeah. They travel. They they find a single shark and then eliminate its entire family. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten. And your bloodline. <laughs> I had forgotten that this movie was a Christmas time movie. Oh so yeah. I, this really kind of surprised me. I forgot completely. Mm. And uh, you know, may, maybe this will be on my bad Christmas movie list now. <laughs> Um, this movie had 0% Rotten Tomato score, 50% audience score, and a 3.0 on IMDb. Whoa, that's low. It had a 25, I think, 23 million budget. 23 million budget. Uh, According to Box Office Mojo, it had 20.76 million gross, but on IMDb it had a worldwide gross of 51.88 million. So it did make some money. But it was underperformed compared to the rest of the the franchise. Um, so it, it's really weird that it is a Christmas. Like it takes place during Christmas, yet the movie was released in July, like the Jaws movies are. But right. it, it's like, why do a Christmas movie in July? Mm-hmm. Why even have it set in Christmas? Why go to the Bahamas? Right. I mean, there's nothing Christmassy about that no. either. It, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Hey, they have Christmas there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they I, had that weird local holiday. Yeah, the festival that they were. Yeah, the carnival. Something. You can you can like two things. <laughs> mm. So, uh, I found this interesting thing that you put on sure. the cheat sheet. Um, Michael Caine is the second actor. To follow up an Academy Award-winning performance with a Razzie Award-nominated performance in a Jaws sequel. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the first was Louis Gossett Jr., who won an Oscar for An Officer and a Gentleman, and then was nominated for a Razzie for Jaws 3D. This movie also has the lowest body count of the series, with a total of two... I'm sorry, this... I'll say that again. Maybe we can... I moved way, way far away from the mic. This movie has the lowest body count of the series with a total of two victims, Sean Brody and Margaret's mother on the banana boat, thus including Jake's death in the alternative version of this movie. So uh, throughout the four movies, there were 22 deaths shown or implied. There were five in Jaws, the original, seven in Jaws 2, eight in Jaws 3D, and two in this movie. I mean, did it seem like it was much of a threat? There was really not a lot of stuff going on yeah a lot of walking on the beach talking a lot of talking in the kitchen 
a lot of talking and dancing in a carnival. Seemed like uh, Hoagie was the bigger threat to Michael. Right. Well, okay, so there was more property damage. So there was yeah. right. I, at least two boats and a submarine. A and buoy. An, a buoy, a log, and yep. an aircraft that were all taken <laughs> out to not, well, mm-hmm. to catch Sean. Right. <laughs> and some random girl. Well, so the, the first movie was filled with um, tension tension, and panic. Like the whole thing is like, hey, we got to get everybody out of the beach. Um, you can't do it. It's a holiday weekend. And then that was the whole premise of the movie was right. there was they needed to keep the beaches open. They, they were all wanting to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be in the water. And this movie, there's there was no shark. reason for them to go to the water. Yet they go to the Bahamas. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then spend and a ton of time in and around the water. Yes. Yeah. When well, there's look, no reason to. You're only given like one or two moves per turn. So you can close the beach. Or you use can, the binoculars to look out. the binoculars. Or you can, the or you can put the depth charge thing in the boat. So cut the guys on Amity Island some slack. There's only three of them. Is this the official that, rules or the extended That weather? game is not sponsored by the show. <laughs> we need to hold off on that. <laughs> this is the how-to audio to play the game. Was there anything redeeming about this? <sighs> Asking the tough questions. Right? The little girl was cute. <laughs> the little girl was cute. Mm-hmm. The was island it? the island accents were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if all over the place. Do, do they hold up? <laughs> uh, was how, was the welding any good? Yeah. <laughs> I never even saw any welding. I don't think there was any welding, which the closest to come to welding is when she, uh, the wife has the settling torch. Burns yeah. her husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they're arguing over the garbage, which is right. a perfectly normal response to arguing over who's taking the trash out. Yes. Right. I'm going to burn you. <laughs> and so, like, don't tell me that doesn't happen at your house. Come on. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> well, I know that. <sighs> I think Roger Ebert talked at length about the fact that. There were a lot, all these flashbacks where her character, Ellen Brody, was seeing scenes from other movies that she was never in or would yeah. have recognized. Oh, right. And scenes just, that she was never she in. She was right. never, yeah, that she would never have known about or seen and just how it was very Back bizarre. Back to the force kind of theory of the... Yeah. What about the scene where they're at the table and they're trying to recreate that moment from the original with the fingers and the, that little where girl... Where the kid is the, mimicking the, the dad. Yes. Yeah. I expected to see a flashback there because that yeah. makes sense, right? Right? Yeah. Because it, like, I think she we saw there. that a little she bit earlier in the movie, though. They did at yeah. a different point. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, for one thing, I felt like that scene was too long. <laughs> like they mm-hmm. did the mimicking for way too long. I was like, okay, I get it. It's just like the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Uh, I would say probably my one of my favorite parts is the uh, crashing the plane. Oh, oh man, that was so weird. Yeah. Because you know, I'm a big fan of Ducktales, <laughs> and <laughs> I've always wanted to see what a live action launch pad McQuack would be like. <laughs> and Michael Caine did that for us. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what are you doing? I'm learning to land. <laughs> what does he say? Well, it's like, uh, or like Indiana Jones, and his dad's like, "You can fly a plane. Fly, yes. Land, land no." no. <laughs> and so, can yeah. we talk about that whole sequence? Like, this just seems. You know, Bracken was mentioning how, I mean, 
the name of their boat one is Neptune's Folly. I mm-hmm. feel like this is Decision Making's Folly should be right. the subtitle here. What was Michael Caine, Hoagie's character, thinking? Like, what is the point of crashing your plane? Yeah, ditching in the your ocean. Plane in the like, ocean. what? What do you? What, what's your game there? Like, at best, you're stranded on the same boat as Mom, and worse, you all die in a water landing in the middle of the ocean, right? Like, I, I don't understand why he didn't just keep circling until the boat showed up and right. maybe like ferry the rescue ships out there. But so he calls for help, and then he says. Let's land in the water. I mean, crash in the water and then swim in open ocean <laughs> to the boat while she is actively being attacked by the shark. Oh, so, man. like, they buzz the ocean, and that yeah. seemed to be effective. So I just figured he was going to keep doing that until other boats yes. showed up. But no, he launch pad McQuacks it. And then, well, the, the best part of that sequence is, like, he goes under. So the shark eats the plane. Yeah, right. Um, if the shark drags the plane under, he's still in... Uh, Michael Caine's character, yeah. Hoagie, is still in the, the plane. He miraculously appears on the boat <laughs> with the quickest drying shirt <laughs> dry, in completely dry shirt. cinematic history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine was asked about that. He said that the, it took them so long for the setup that his shirt dried. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, you couldn't just like you know dip that back sure, in the tank. his hair was wet. I thought at first that they were doing it to dive bomb the shark. Yeah. And that would have yeah. been cool, like yeah. the propellers Oh yeah, chopping chop up, up the shark. Yeah, yeah I could see that cool. happening. Or I thought maybe Danny like, should have written this I movie. know, right? Dink him with like one of the wings or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Propeller, his, his dorsal so, fin right on. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, one of my favorite things before is... Uh, how Nate gave the shark a Bostonian accent because he was from Boston. Do you remember any of the, the, the quotes from the shark in your Bostonian accent? There? It was, that was great. I mean, there were just little things like, say hi to your mom for so, me. Love yeah. the Red Sox. So, so in terms of like redeeming qualities, well, I guess this gets to the exceptionally bad part of it. There was a lot in there to have fun. Uh, like making fun about, which is one of the key criteria for us. Yeah. So I think if we back up a little bit before the plane, so <laughs> the shark attacks the kid and eats Barbara's mom, whoever Barbara is. Right. And <laughs> we don't know who Barbara is, no. but the woman's she, she was probably, you know, related so, somehow by blood because. Right. <laughs> she, she had to have been a Brody. Yeah. <laughs> third cousin or something something <laughs> that shark only eats brodies um but so uh well side side note i have a nephew named brody who Uh-oh. is really into sea animals so i love that <laughs> shark only eats brodies um, but um so she the mom steals the boat so she can go out and face off with the shark with no weapon yeah. to speak of. She just takes the boat out. It's like Lieutenant Dan in the hurricane. I don't... Yep. Come on. Everybody gets that. <laughs> so so as we're watching it, we're like... I was like, wouldn't it be cool if she pulls out a machine gun? You know? And then Ben's like, no, I want to see her pull out a katana. Yeah. You know, Highlander style. Yeah. <laughs> and so there could be they, only one shark. <laughs> <laughs> there could be only one ruler of this ocean. <laughs> There was just no logical explanation. Then the fish scaling happens when the shark dies. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I mean, she what was what was she thinking? Who knows? And I mean, I got to point out Ben's shirt right after you say that about that was an appropriate shirt. Did you wear that on purpose? I did not. Okay. 
the, the shirt headless is a, shirt. Yeah. Or headless fish. Well, before we cast Final Judgment, I do want to ask a, a favor, guys. Uh, there's a special thing I, I planned or I want to do. So the trailer for all of the Jaws movies have always been narrated by Percy Rodriguez. And one of the things that's very iconic or memorable about Jaws Revenge is the tagline. This time it's personal. Jaws. The Revenge. This time it's personal. And I wanted to try and have everyone go around the, the room and say, Jaws the Revenge, this time it's personal, in your best, deep, Percy Rodriguez voice. And try and do it in a straight face and try and get through that tagline <laughs> without cracking up you and laughing. Say, Jaws for the Revenge? No, you can't say Jaws for the Revenge. Oh. Say Jaws the, the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge. This time it's personal. <laughs> Nate, I think you should start. You're our vocal coach. So, so what are the rules? So, if you win, if you can do it, you'll get a you'll get a red vine. <laughs> well, but, I mean, can I do in any voice I want? You can. You just need to keep it straight face, and uh, not laugh. So I can do like a really high pitched voice. This I mean, is like could, the milk. You just need to deliver challenge. it. Dead well, pain. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with my try and Percy. do my deep Percy Rodriguez voice, but you can do it however you want. So you're saying like Jaws for the re- oh sorry, sorry, sorry Jaws for Jaws the revenge. Jaws the revenge this time it's personal <laughs> <laughs> something like that something like that yeah, yeah that works all right Ben you're up hold on I can't even get a straight face Jaws of the Revenge. <laughs> yeah, Danny's going to have to do this, too. Borat. Jaws. Okay. Jaws the Revenge. This time it's personal. Okay. Ja- I, think you, I think you just did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just did it. Nailed it. All right, Nailed thank it. you. <laughs> Jaws the Revenge. This time it's personal. Jaws the Revenge. This time it's a personal. <laughs> Perfect Australian accent. Wow. It is my Oscar. Three for three. I'm really, I didn't think any of you would be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, Jaws Revenge. This time it's personal. <laughs> right, Batman. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right, Bracken. <clears throat> Jaws, the revenge. This time it's personal. Wow, that sounds Dang, good. Wow. That was good, man. All right, that was cool. legit. Awesome. Red vine for you. He'd so, obviously not seen the movie when he said that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Percy Rodriguez, great uh, voiceover artist, um, actor. All right, so we probably should uh, cast judgment, uh, go around. Is this movie bad or exceptionally bad? Uh, thoughts? Uh, who wants to go first? I went first last. I'll oh, go I first think. this time. I'll go first. <laughs> All right. So uh, I will say... Um, one redeeming value about this f- movie, one thing, is that there is so little story that there is a lot of room for you to add your own mm-hmm. interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do that, that, that adds a lot of fun to the movie. Mm-hmm. So when you think of the, you know, it's a mafia shark or a loan shark or repo shark or repo shark and the forces at play and things like that. I mean, that makes it really fun. Um, 
this was a bad movie. It did not make me angry. It didn't feel very long, but it's hard to judge because we saw it kind of in two sittings. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to go with just bad on this, but I am so on the edge here. I could fall over to the other way because with the right group of people in the right mindset, you can really have fun with this movie. But uh, I would prefer not to see it again. <laughs> now, now all season you've been talking about you know in context as a sequel okay and, yeah and right. by itself okay did you find it hard to look at it as a separate movie this time or so um you know the interesting thing that's a good question the interesting thing is i this movie was completely separated in my mind from jaws the original right like it's it's not even related it's kind of like I mean, sure, Ellen Brody was there, right? But, and I recognize things that called back to the original one, but for some reason I never, maybe because I knew it was a different shark. I don't know. It's just like, I, I feel like Jaws is really just one movie and everything else is just like, I don't care about it. So it didn't, right. didn't bother me too much that it was part of this. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely compared to the first one. This is an atrocious offensive thing <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm still gonna go with just barely bad on the bad side okay great so i don't disagree with you um on most of your topics i i would say this movie can be very fun for the opportunities alone mm-hmm. so if you have creative friends mm-hmm. um and I, I think it would be fun to take another kind of horror movie. Like, I think it'd be fun to just take any like Halloween, except for Halloween three <laughs> Jason movie and just don't make any changes. Just literally take all of the audio from Jason and overlay it onto <laughs> yeah. this movie. It would honestly make more sense. Yeah, you know, Jason has a relationship with the people he's hunting down. That's right. Um, so I, I think it's one of the things you have to make the fun. You've got to bring the fun, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an open canvas, right? And we had a lot of fun interpreting what was happening and, you know, divining motivations where there were clearly nobody had put two thoughts into it. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, for that reason alone, again, if you are the kind of person who likes um, mental enhancing substances um they'll go a long way for helping you enjoy this movie and or if you have a lot of creative friends i think it's one that you would have a lot of fun watching it's so stupid but i think you can make it fun Mm -hmm. exceptionally bad for me so are you saying don't invite trent don't because yes. Trent is not creative. He is not creative. He's not. No. <laughs> unless he brings, unless he brings some cheese puffs. <laughs> right. Don't drop them. So speaking of cheese puffs, before I do my vote, we, Bracken and I arrived at the studio, and there was wait, a, wait, 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 wait. Not everyone's going to remember who Trent is. So Trent's from a talking cat, okay. Okay. and his mom makes remember. This is Bracken's shining moment in the podcast because he was laughing so hard he couldn't talk because of the ridiculous reaction to the dropped cheese puffs mm-hmm. okay so bracken and i got to the studio before everybody else that's episode eight by the way there's <laughs> nice. some apricots on uh some cookie sheets did you say apricots 
I mean, yeah, each I, one says that they're so, yeah, yeah. tomato, so, tomato. That's how they say or, it in apricots. Boston. Apricots. Yeah. That's how they say, okay. that's it in Boston and the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm staying in character, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> I, I don't know why I chose to mess with you on that. I apologize. So, Sorry. Apricot. <laughs> um, and we thought, are these cheese puffs? Yeah, they look like it. Let's cover this with foil and drop on the ground and then see if they're bad. Oh, so, man, that would have been good. That's where I was just, that's all I was going to say. Uh, Bracken, in your intro, did you say that the third one they wanted to do a spoof or this one? The third the one. Third one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had to I, ask. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the third one. Because I think if they had approached this movie as a spoof, mm. it has a... You could keep the same storyline, and yeah. it would have been oh, totally could have, and it would have been great because it's ridiculous to mm-hmm. think that a shark is hunting down one family. Yes. Right? Oh, what if you added Absolutely. a laugh track to this? Movie? Oh my god! Yes. Or that, oh, yes. or that, oh, I am starting to really get excited. Or, or, or like, <laughs> or like when the airplane. shark attacks, you have like the yakety sax music, like. Uh, Benny Hill. Yeah. Oh, I think we need another montage clip for our yes. website. But, oh. I've got a couple of ideas. <laughs> but don't you think Mermaid that if this was a spoof oh, movie, yeah. like if they just if yeah. they if this was tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. this movie would have been fantastic mm-hmm. because yeah. the premise is dumb, the the dialogue is dumb, right. like everything about this movie is dumb. <laughs> would it, and would it, it would it make it better if at the beginning before the movie and runs, it's like. Jaws the Revenge was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> in the Bahamas. <laughs> a live Bahamian Bahamian? Uh, so, Bahamian? Yeah, like Bohemian? I don't know. Uh, and so, it uh, for that reason, I think this could be exceptionally bad. I, I feel like if we ever did like little mini episodes where we fix scripts, this yes. is a good candidate. Yeah. Yeah. But like... Yeah. Um, so it does have a lot of potential for you and your friends to come up with alternative storylines that fit in because there's really not a lot of story here. No. Um, I mean, three deaths, including the shark, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in your shark horror film. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm like Ben. I am right on the line, but I think I've tipped just on the exceptionally bad side because because it it's it's like a blank canvas yeah yeah so if, like like Bram was saying if you get the right group of people and you're in the right mood yeah mm-hmm. um it would be then, cool if you could oh sorry <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm just so i'm going like just just on the exceptionally bad side of that scale i was imagining yeah. dubbing a voice over the sharks like just during the scene, or it's like, yeah, <laughs> d- yeah, just like you and your friends just dubbing a voice over the shark scenes, or like this is what the shark is thinking during the time. Like you could have so much fun with that. Would you go? Would you go like Bostonian thug or like Urkel? <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> like I think you could go both ways with that. Actually, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I really love the first two Jaws movies. They're they're both scored by John Williams. This one is not scored by John Williams. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of not things that are not like the first two. Um, it is its own thing. It's completely separate from the other Jaws movies, and that's okay. It's, it's, it doesn't take away from them, and it doesn't add to them or anything right. like that, or vice versa. Um I kind of hear what you're saying. All I agree with all of you. Uh, it's right there on the border. Uh, it is a blank canvas. I find that this movie 
is very boring. And I think that we really, it, it is a blank canvas. And another way to say that is it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the exciting part of this movie is the climax. And <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I was really disappointed that we saw the European version and not oh. the original because it's actually really like it's so over the top. It's like you know when Fonzie jumps the shark. Yeah, yeah. This is like the shark jumping the shark. Like it's <laughs> it's so unbelievably what just yeah. happened. Uh, if you can never see the original, maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know, but see that version. See the American version. See the original version that was released for the first week, and then they reshot it and put it in theaters or whatever. But. Um, try to just know that there's so much more that you could appreciate. That's the best part of the movie is that five minutes when they're about to confront the shark and the rest of it's just boring. Yeah. Uh, we really had a good time. Uh, and then just hold that whole little mermaid scene just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm never going to see watch the little mermaid the same way again it's i'm gonna be like wow they were totally ripped off jaws the revenge mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know what happened you ever thought you would hear those words come out of your mouth uh, I, I right yeah. who would who would ever do that <laughs> i i'm i am accusing them of ripping off <laughs> jaws the revenge yeah. and I, I i don't know why they would do that but they did a better job but then jaws the revenge but uh i'm gonna have to just go with bad on this one oh, and not go to exceptionally bad so but we did have a really good time i think we enjoyed it and we made our own little stories and if you you could do that too but the movie on its own is I, you know how bad troll 2 is and yeah. how it just has all these memorable moments throughout and success mm -hmm. this one's bad like that but it doesn't have any of those really great lines right. or there's nothing memorable about it you didn't yeah. think the deep sea banter between jake and oh, michael man. was Thrilling? Gosh. Oh, yeah. it, no. And right. it just, it was just, you could feel the phoniness of yes. it. I think it's because you hate sea snails. This this movie is so <laughs> phony. Even the shark is, it's yeah. just phony. Did you say foamy? You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Bracken, while you've been talking, I watched the original <laughs> ending. It's so much better. Right? What? Yeah. It ex so I remember it from years and years ago. It's so much better. So it's still stupid that they stun the shark with a strobe light. Yeah. But <laughs> so the shark rises up out of the water like, and then same kind of thing. The the Ursula stab. Wait. Yeah. So it jumps up out of the water and it's getting stunned by the yes. Yeah. So it's Do you kind see of it's a skeleton <clears throat> between the flashes. <laughs> no. <Sorry>. no, no. <laughs> but then it 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 same kind of thing that it happens in in the version that we shot uh -huh. that or sorry that we saw where it the boat's coming in. And then she kind of has the flashback of Brody, you know, shooting. Right. And then it shows her spear, the spear jaws. And then blood is just like pouring <laughs> out of the corners of its mouth. Oh, wow. But it at least explains why the boat gets pulled apart. It's because oh, the weight of the, the shark, shark pulls, pulls, it apart. The, pulls it down and kind of just breaks everything up. And oh, it makes okay. sense why they're thrown off. I don't know why they thought <laughs> to make it into make like it this explode? highly volatile explosive shark. Yeah, that was um, weird. I, I don't know why you would go that way. The original was perfectly fine. Probably the fuel from the plane it ate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Kerosene is highly explosive. When it comes in contact with wood. <laughs> Especially logs. And seawater. <laughs> All right, Danny. Oh, man, do I have to. Do we have an award? And we should create an exceptionally bad award, like most 
like On blank canvas, you know, yeah. like most open for interpretation interpretation yeah. or making exceptionally bad or not making exceptionally bad yeah because um, i agree with all of that and i say exceptionally bad just because of the opportunity it was to uh to make a a funny evening so yeah. but yes boring and all that but so i'm tipping it over to exceptionally bad Thanks, let that, it's let that that's, that's awesome that's yeah. great Sink. We're, I think we're kind of all on the same page. Yeah, this. I mean, it's right I there, it. and yeah, you know, it's, it was fun. Totally. Well, thanks again. Uh, how can our listeners uh, let us know how we're, how, what movie we should do next? Um, well, I mean, they can visit us at our Instagram at exceptionally bad, and leave us comments. We post there every once in a while. Yeah, but uh, comment on there. DM us. You can send us an email at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. You can visit our website, exceptionallybad.com. And Twitter at exceptionallybad.com. And if you want to just send plain old handwritten mail, Jackson's address <laughs> is. Thanks, Danny. Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> send all mail to the Bahamas. <laughs> And the season of the sequel is going to continue, and we will look forward to hearing you next time. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. See you, guys. If mediocrity were fat, you'd all be whales. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?